Welcome back to The Empowered Resilient Woman, a podcast that supports all women on the journey to becoming their most resilient self in life and business. I'm your host, Kimberly Smith. Okay, today we have a very important VIP guest. <laughs> uh, I'm being joined with by, by my lovely sister, Amber. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first off, are you nervous? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I think I mentioned to you before, I just don't want to F it up. So yeah, I'll do, I'll do my best to, to be on point. Girl, there is no <clears throat> fucking it up here. We're all learning. I mean, I've shared that before in episode one and probably episode two, and I will continue to share it that this is a space for growth for myself, for everybody who comes on as a guest, you know, leave the perfectionist, you know, self behind. It's all about authenticity. So a couple of things right out the gate. I'm a little nervous. Okay. And <laughs> because, you know, usually when I'm doing these things or like on a podcast or now with this, like I'm kind of in my little hole, my little mm-hmm. zone, right? I'm in my little nook here at, at, in my office and I don't have anybody that's like watching me or, you know, that you have to engage with. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and in all transparency, you know, for episode one and two, there was definitely like, a couple hard fails where I started and then I was like this and I like stopped <laughs> it and like restarted it and you know did had a couple takes right so yeah we're rolling with it and for me I don't know if this happens to you Amber I mean we're going to talk a little bit about fear as we go into this episode and something that's always a, a hot topic in my line of work of course um I get the nervous stomach ache before mm. um and same <laughs> more directly the nervous farts and the nervous <laughs> <food. laughs> without getting too graphic literally um had a moment like five minutes ago where I had to go to the restroom and I was just kind of laughing at myself right because you know people I think when we're looking at people who are in the spotlight or like on a podcast or on a tv show it looks surface level, like it comes so naturally to them. Yeah. And I think it's important to just remember that we're all human and these little things we may not have any idea about. And the second thing that I laughed at myself about this morning (laughs) was like, you see, and I don't know, I mean, if we get this up on YouTube at some point in time, people will be able to see, I'm wearing like a cowl neck kind of sweater. Um, Aren't you hot? Amber, it's freezing here. Oh, oh. Although, although I do have the heat on and I pumped it and I've got a blanket on my lap, so I might get a little warm. Mm. But I like sweater has got like these um like a drawstring, right? And right. so when I went to the restroom, what the hell? is tickling my back. And I got a little spooked because, you know, I'm always on roach patrol, right? Like I never want to, I never want, like I've had so many bad experiences with roaches here in Texas. So I noticed I had it on backwards Mm. and these were like tickling my back. Yeah. So we've adjusted. We're here. So, I mean, Amber, share share with people a little bit about you. I mean, I could go on and on for days. I mean, Amber, no doubt is one of the most empowered and resilient women I know. She's my big sister. She's somebody that I have looked up to my entire life, um, stolen her wardrobe without asking. Yeah. Uh, she's a fiery Aries and what I deem to be the gift queen because mm. she is just way talented, right? Like you always have the perfect gift comeback. Um, but yeah, share a little bit about yourself, who you are. Like, I mean, tell the people what they want to know. Sure. Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, and by GIF, she means G-I-F. The first time she told me that I was the GIF queen, I thought she meant gift. Oh, as in well, I give too. good gifts. She's an excellent um, gift giver as well. But yes, gifts are um, my love language. I, lo- I love using those in my communication uh, to lighten things up. But um, yeah, so I live uh, currently in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, with my uh, wonderful husband, Todd, and my two children, Reed and Colby. Um, both just had birthdays. We'll talk a little bit about that in terms of you know January stressors and that sort of thing. But they're seven and 10 now. Um, I've been in 
the staffing industry uh, for going on 19 years, um, maybe even 20, I've lost count, I guess 19, um, was in production uh, on the sales side for 13 years and, uh, and now overseeing the operations for our local office here in Raleigh. Um, so have an amazing team uh, that I work with every day um, and just trying to, yeah, balance life and work. Um, if there is such a thing as work-life balance, I don't think there is. Um, no. It's more integration than if anything else. Um, and yeah, trying to, um, you know, incorporate fun amongst all the, the, the responsibilities, I guess. Yes. A daily, a daily challenge, I think for us all mm -hmm. who have all of those competing responsibilities. So January, it's been a mm -hmm. month. I know you and I spoke yesterday. We were kind of prepping a little bit for this call, but FYI, it's very unscripted. I mean, for my solo episodes, I tend to like go through and really put in some juicy details so that I can just really read it. Right. And and not forget anything, but we've just done a very loose outline for today. So we'll see where yeah. it goes, but we wanted to talk about January, mm -hmm. you know, coming off the holidays, just such a busy time. So, so much more stress than throughout the year. Yes. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, your children, Colby and Reed, they both have back-to-back -back January First birthdays. Days. How was January for you? What are your feelings on the first month of the year as we're right here at the cusp of February. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this year I, I may have been a little bit more prepared for it, um, but, but does it mean it was any easier or less stressful? Um, I remember uh, last year coming into January um, and again, my, you know, I've got a birthday on the 6th of January, birthday on the 12th of January. So, you know, within six days of each other, right after Christmas and the holidays when, you know, we're already you know, kind of spent when it comes to celebrating and oh all gosh, the things. Yeah. Um, work uh, is a busy time of year. January is a busy month for us as we come in and try and plan for uh, the year, at, you know, organizing our budgets and forecasting and, you know, QBRs. I know uh, Kimberly loves to tease me about <laughs> QBRs. It's always, it's always Q QBR, always season. QBR season. Oh my um, gosh, yes. Quarterly so business reviews, yes. always. So, you know, that's two or three weeks. And um, and then we also have um, our annual summit, which is a big event, a kickoff event that we uh, host every year, usually in Baltimore that we as a leadership team are preparing for. So like, it's all of the things. And I, I remember picking my head up like towards the end of January last year and thinking like, why do I feel like the holidays were eight months ago and that like I never got a vacation? Um and, and yeah, it just, as I put some thought into it, I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a busy month. There's a lot going on. And, um, so this year coming into it, I think I was a little bit more mentally prepared for it, which probably allowed me to maybe be a little bit more intentional around my schedule, um, to try and lighten the load where I could. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's still, it's still a lot. And, um, I feel like this year, uh, yeah, we're already here at the almost the end of the month. And um, you know, from a timing perspective, I, you know, when we think about goals for the year, we only got 11 months, 11 months right. left. So, um, you know, I have to keep that in mind with you know some of the goals I am trying to accomplish, make sure that the time doesn't get away from me because here we are, it's, we're already a month in. So true. The time goes by so quickly. And yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to have on your plate. And, you know, I think we all have that, but we just don't ever really realize what other people are going through. And mm -hmm. certainly, you know, the staffing industry, I've been in that space for myself for a long time. It's it's a lot. There are so many moving parts. Um, you manage a very big team, two different regions. So how how are you managing that stress load? How are you trying to kind of keep yourself regulated amidst all of the things happening on the professional side. And then of course, no doubt the stress that comes from running a busy household, having two kids, mm. having back-to-back -back birthday parties right here <laughs> in the, these last 28 days. What have you done for yourself to really manage that stress? Yeah, for uh, on the work side of things, um, I've learned this through um, many conversations with my therapist around, you know, being more intentional with my 
calendar. Um, you know, it is not uncommon, uh, particularly at um, the beginning of the quarter when we are in QBR season and have all the things going on for me to be back to back to back to back meetings. Oh and um, with very little time to even use the restroom in between and feeling like I'm running from one thing to the next and can't catch a breath or take a break. Um, and so I've been more very intentional um, you know, certainly this year and even towards the latter half of last year in making space uh, in between my meetings throughout the day, um, even if it's just 15 minutes. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, an hour, right, around lunch, making sure I get a lunch um, and, and the opportunity to get away from my desk and outside for some fresh air or for a walk or, um, you know, even just to run to the store and just have a change of scenery um, yes. and to kind of reset my brain um, and reset my nervous system. So um, that has certainly helped with, you know, managing some of the overwhelm that I've, you know, because, you know, on those days where you're back to back and you don't get those breaks and then you're coming right home and jumping into the family stuff, like that's where, you know, all of my energy starts to be depleted. My patience is depleted. And, you know, then I'm not my, my best self when it comes to how I'm interacting with my family at the end of the day, because I'm just exhausted. So right. I've um, given so much of your time and energy. Eddie, right. you're depleted. Right. You don't have much left to give. Yeah, not a lot at all. Um, so, and then, you know, on the, the motherhood side of things, um, you know, this year we, we talked about, you know, with the birthday parties and, and stuff, it's just, <laughs> giving myself some grace and getting a little creative. You know, I, 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 there's this part of me that wants to, um, you know, it's your kid's birthday. You want to make the day special. You want to make them feel special. You want to, um, you know, they have their own, um, visions of what a part birthday party is going to look like. One wanted to be at an ice skating rink. The other one wanted to be at a dance studio. Um, and I just, you know, as I'm thinking about how do I coordinate these two birthday parties along with everything else that's going on in our schedule this month, and feeling the overwhelm start to creep in, I just was like, no, I'm going to make the decision to have one joint birthday party. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm going to tell them how you know they each get to have two or three friends that they get to mm -hmm. pick, and we can go. And we went to Dave and Buster's, and they played video games. I didn't do a birthday party; I just made a reservation for a table of fourteen. Hot tip here, uh, right? <laughs> Simplify. Um, yep. Yeah. Don't book it as a party because they'll yeah. probably charge you an arm and a leg. Just so, make a reservation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just allowed myself to be okay with that and feel, and, and it immediately I could feel my stress levels kind of going down once I made that decision. Cause I no longer had to worry about, okay, what day do we have Colby's party? What do we have Reed's party? How are we getting oh God, invitations yeah. out? Like it, it, yeah, it's just too much. So, um, I think so we just need to give ourselves a little bit of grace for, in those moments and just make the decision that's best suits us, not necessarily everybody else. And, and while still making, you know, you know, the kids happy in this case, they loved it. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I want to zoom in a little bit on, you know, the professional side and obviously this personal, these personal notes and, and just the professional side, right? Like I think we've all been in times where our days are packed and full and like being intentional with our calendar. I mean, you know, I've become a nut when it comes <laughs> to time management and I need to have some buffer time. And, and I yeah. noticed that a lot with my clients too, is that they, they talk about being like just booked to no end. And the thing is like every, you know, people are doing their best. I don't think it is malicious or anything like that, but people, the other people that you're working with, they have no idea necessarily what your calendar looks like. Right. They're just trying to get those meetings on the calendar, yeah. get them done, you know, accomplish whatever needs to be, you know, taken care of for that week or whatever you're working on. So it's, it is being intentional in the sense that, you know, speaking up, right. And also, you know, just kind of coming back with, yeah, that time doesn't work, or I'm going to need to push it to this time. Um, yeah, Likewise. you have to protect that time yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's easy, you. you know, in the beginning when I was trying to do this, you know, I would block off times in my calendar for breaks and yeah. then I would still People schedule over them, right? Yeah. Because I knew in the back of my, my brain that that really wasn't a, a quote real meeting that I had flexibility there. Um, but then I, you know, right. Ended up right back in the same spot where I was before. So, um, you know, I, I am doing a, a better job. I think, you know, I'm, we're all, we're not perfect. It's, it's a right. gro growth area. It's going to continue to evolve. Um, and, and, and if you can't, and better, but. and if you can't 
like completely mark that time off. I feel like people are understanding in the sense of, you know, being intentional, yes, with our time management, intentional also with communication, mm-hmm. right? Like if somebody can't bump that meeting, then what's the worst that uh, that they're going to say if you're like, hey, I'm in back-to-back meetings. I'm not going to be able to get there until 1.15 instead of 1. Right. So feel free right. to start the meeting and I'll join you when I can, right? Mm-hmm. Like at yep. least you're saying that you're not just sauntering in, you know, right, 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 right. Late, yeah. but you're letting people be aware of what's happening and you're either protecting that time or communicating what you need to communicate in order for you to meet your needs, for you to get right. what you need out of that time and space. Um, I also think too, in, in some of those cases where you you can, in the very beginning of a meeting, um, and I'm starting to do this as well, say like, I have a hard stop at, and then yes. like, just, you know, just yeah. so there's, because then again, with some of those meetings, you, things run a few minutes late and then your whole schedule is kind of thrown off if you are in, if your calendar is tight. So um, yeah, that intentional communication up front is helpful because yeah. then they're, then the, whoever you're meeting with is then aware of your time and hopefully respects that. Yeah. I often will go into conversations um, and just say, you know, I've, I've got 10 minutes or, or somebody's yeah. like, oh, can you talk? Sure. I've got 10 minutes or whatever I can right. really give. So yeah, they're aware of what their time and space is to, to talk. Right. And then yeah. we got to cut it. Right. And we may have to pick up at a different time. Yeah. The, the birthday party thing. <laughs> I'm um, so happy it's behind us. Birthday season I'm is sure. over. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, that's like traumatic. I feel like trying to plan yeah. two birthday parties in the span of weeks, you know, I think that as parents, you mentioned it, you said, you know, we always want our children's birthday to be special and, you know, these expectations these days about having these massive birthday parties with like, you know, custom cakes and balloon tunnels. Oh my gosh. Yes. Whatever it might be, right? You know, those things are all beautiful. And by all means, like I would never deter anybody. If you have the capacity to plan a party and the budget and all of that, like you do you, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I know that for me and I mean, I, geez, I just have one, right. And she's a summer birthday. So usually it's by the pool, right? Simplify, you know, and just really, we've had conversations even with Amelia, you know, where it's, it's hard for her because her birthday is right at the end of the school year. And so a lot of people are taking vacations like Right. right after, like they're leaving to go on like a summer vacation trip or something somewhere. And so not every year can be this ginormous birthday party Back. I had that I had that same conversation this year with them. I was like, hey, let's just remember that, you know, we will do things to celebrate your birthday and to make it feel special. Like we took Reed to the movies and took uh, and took him out to dinner and then took Colby uh, shopping. And, you know, there'll, there'll be those things. And sometimes that may just be it. Um, or in, you know, maybe it's a, just, I have one or two friends over to the house. Um, but yeah, we can't do a big blowout birthday party every single year. Um, you know, just it's expensive. And then yep. from a t- timing perspective, um, you know, it's re- just really hard given the time of year that we're dealing with here. I wouldn't Definitely. recommend having back-to-back babies mm-hmm. in, in January. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. The weather is tough and <laughs> yeah. all that. I mean, yeah, last year we, you know, Sam and I took Amelia up to the Woodlands Resort. Well, he took her overnight because it was on his weekend, right? And I, he had asked me, you know, do you want to join us? And I was like, yeah, actually, that sounds great. And it was really just a chill day by the pool. I mean, they have a lazy river up there. She was running around making friends, you know, getting kid drunk off of right. know, virgin daiquiris and stuff uh-huh. like that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, she had a blast, you know, and and that's just it. I think sometimes a lot of the pressure is actually in our mind too. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to that intentional communication, you know, our children are young. Yes. And they can also understand these things. So it's so important to have those conversations to help them manage their expectations and know that we're thinking of them and that these aren't oversights or that we're just not, you know, paying attention to, right. to these types of details. Right. And then just help them kind of get on the same page. And that just makes it easier for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So 2023 goals. You you obviously have some high work goals, a lot of happening on the professional side. What are your personal goals that you are striving for this year? Things that you want to make progress re- progress with, things that you want to manifest? Yeah, so I kind of um I think about 
when I think about the year and reflect on the previous year, um, I kind of bucket into bucket my goals into, you know, a few different areas um, and, and try and tie them to my core values. And, you know, for the longest time, you know, achievement, I am in all of the personality assessments I, I have taken. <laughs> um, achievement is very, very high, if not the number one thing that shows up for me in terms of what um, fuels me and, or, you know, just makes me feel accomplished, et cetera. Um, and as I came into this year, it's not that that's not still important to me because I think it always will be. I've always been very driven, competitive, want to win again, oh, yeah. fire. <laughs> don't get in our way. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes that, um, aspect of my personality gets in the way of the other things that are also important to me, right? So, um, is it is it worth sacrificing some of these other areas of my life that I also want to, you know, focus on and that are part of my core values just to hit this number one achievement bucket? I think the answer to that is not always, right? Um, so, you know, thinking about it in terms of like family and relationships, um, faith and spirituality, health and wellness. Um, those are kind of the three, three that's, that come below that achievement bucket, right? And then last year I added fun to the, the bucket because I, I don't feel like I'm super intentional with, like I go about my day and I, I just remember, you know, over the years, people have asked me, what do you do for fun? And I like, don't have a great answer for that. I'm like, I don't know. What do I do for fun? Um, and it seems so lame, but like, I, I think over the course of trying to drive my, you know, my career forward and having a family and all the things that you lose yourself a little bit and, totally. um, and you're just, you're, you're not in the moment and you're not as present as you should be to, to enjoy the things that even are quote fun on paper. Right. Um, so yeah, I think this year it, it's, it's a, a, I'm going to carry those themes from last year into this year and continue to, um, you know, focus on what do I want to do to continue my health and wellness journey? Well, it's, you know, movement for me, daily movement is super important. And I know that like, you know, as a way to manage my stress and in addition to being intentional with my time is to move my body. And that can be a walk outside, um, or it could be yoga or it could literally just be stretching, um, just like moving my body. Um, so making time for that and, and making sure I get that every day is super important. Um, you know, family and relationships and friendships are super important to me. Um, Last year, I was very intentional with, hey, what trips or people do I want to see this year? Um, because it's very easy to pick your head up in June and be like, crap, like I wanted to take this trip or I wanted to see this person. Um, and we only have six months of the year. And, or, you know, like it just the time again, it slips away. And so um this year, you know, you, of course, it's like trying to plan and see my sister, you're one of my most important people and for me to put at the top of the list. But, um, you know, last year it was seeing my, my two best friends from high school and elementary school for the first time together as a trio in 10 years. And that was like just life-giving oh to me. Right. So, sure. um, so yeah, I mean, in, in this year, it'll be, I, you know, I want to take a trip with, uh, the kids are of the age where I feel like we could probably do a family vacation, um, outside of going to the beach, our beach to house. Texas. Um, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's probably wouldn't be as stressful as when, you know, when they were three and a baby right. or what, you know, so, um, we're getting in that, that zone where, um, you know, I know that we don't have a ton of time left with our, you know, we only have a certain yeah. amount of time with our kids to begin with. Um, and I think my son being 10 last year, when he turned nine, I was it. I think it even impacted me more because I realized, oh my God, I, nine years have gone by and I only have nine left. Yeah. Now, now we're, we're down to eight. Um, probably oh out of, pro I know out of those eight, I probably have three or four where he's going to want to be around me, um, yeah. without, you know, having an attitude so about it. So, um, you know, I think this year with family specifically, it's really, um, making sure to focus on the quality versus the quantity. Cause we yeah. are so busy. 
I can't beat myself up for not having quality time with my kids every single day, but just making sure I'm maximizing the quality time when we are together um, and being more present and and making sure that, you know, we're having fun and that we're not um, distracted by all the responsibilities and the things that, you know, we have to pay attention to every other, you know, time of the day. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, those are my main ones, like really focusing on the the quality time spent with people that, you know, I love and care about, um, continuing to, to focus on the health and wellness to manage stress levels and, you know, making sure we're having fun while we're doing it for real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think that that speaks to, it definitely speaks to me. I mean, yeah, the whole being intentional with trips, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, to be honest, this year has taken off so quickly. I'm still doing some of my own pre-works around my goals, you know? So like if you, if, if you're listening and you have not had time to sit down and really think about this stuff, like, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, maybe you needed January to just kind of get yourself back to baseline, you know, get some things in order. And, and now February is a better time. I mean, there's really no bad time to start or to assess, right? Of course, yes, being mindful of how much time we have left in the year and what you really want for yourself. Um, One of my growth opportunities with goals is not taking on too much. This year, Mm -hmm. that is my lesson that I am trying to really focus on because I think you and I are very similar in ways. Like we're ambitious in different ways. Um, And, but I still like, I want to accomplish a lot in my life, in my business. I am just obviously obsessed with personal development for, for myself, for my clients. And I do have the tendency to take on a lot of projects at once. And so I'm really being mindful of what type of events do I want to do throughout the year you know, seasonally, what does that look like for my business? Also, you know, what do I want to to work on for, for myself? I've got a couple courses that to be honest, like are kind of half finished because mm-hmm. I've started them and just, you know, not really had time to dedicate. So I'm, I'm, that is my goal is to really finish those things and to not put too much on my plate to really make progress, but do it in a very just easeful way, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I'm always focused on my energy and what I'm bringing to like how I feel day to day and how can I pull back the reins a little bit and just ease that, make things feel easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's definitely one when you mentioned like, Hey, if you haven't started your goal setting, like I, 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 I've changed my mindset around, I I no longer call uh, these things, new year's resolutions. For I, sure. don't, I don't like that because it implies that, it, you know, you have to, you can only do it at the new year, right? Like you can do any of these things and continue and your goals will evolve and or change or shift as, you know, things 100%. come up throughout the year. So, um, you know, and then with the, you know, I, I tend to outline kind of on paper just to, again, put my thoughts out there and really be intentional around manifestation guide. I would have you, she uses that. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing I have to remember, because when I look back at last year and I saw, okay, good. I got to cross a lot of those things off, but there were still things that were on there that weren't crossed off. And now I I was okay with that too. Cause, um, at the end of the day, this, this, guide for yourself. It's a perfect world. We get all of it done. Right. But it's not a perfect world. So likelihood of us getting it all done or getting it all done the way we thought it would be get done. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, And at least you have those things written down because, you know, a lot of times they're so floating around in our head. And I mean, that's why I made the gold manifestation guide and it has that gold refiner on there so that you can put those thoughts of what you want in the different buckets, the different mm-hmm. categories. And then when it's all laid out, you can really see, okay, what do I have the space for this year? What do I want to dedicate? Like, what do I want to start with? Right. What right. feels the most urgent or something that I just really, really want for myself this year. Right. And then, yeah, you can see what's left over and then assess, are these things that I still want for myself? Right. Um, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Um, I know that my goals have certainly, certainly changed. Um, you know, more than being intentional and just like, you know, getting through some of the 
my development tasks, right? I also just want to practice. This year, I think, is going to be really about practice, practicing the things that I've learned. Um, You know, I have a lot of, you know, big transition coming up in my life Mm with uh, combining households with and that feels super triggering and super scary. <laughs> and, but also exciting. But also exciting, right? And and for both of us, right? I talked a little bit in the last episode just about how we were kind of on different pages and things are so much better now and that we've had some really intentional conversations around how we're both feeling and what our vision is for this. And my goal is to have that transition be as seamless as possible, right? And to remember to have fun and to remember grace because ultimately, you know, we're both different people. We, you know, respond differently to different things. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of emotions and things to remember in that Mm -hmm. process when maybe we do feel triggered. So, um, and then obviously to just create like a wonderful space that feels really authentic and warm for us both. Right. Um, I think that'll be something fun to focus on too, just in this first quarter of, like, you know, I mean, he's a man, like his space is very, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very masculine. Like mm-hmm. I, I was reading something this morning, just about, I'm reading a book right now on like vib- vibration. So it's called vibrate higher daily. So it's all about like energy management, right. And really being in tune to your, the mind body connection and kind of how we're feeling and, um, talks about environment and how that impacts how we feel, right? Like if you're in a really drab space or a space that doesn't light you up, your your mindset's going to suffer, your energy is going to suffer. You know, kind of like that, you know, feng shui stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. the way things are positioned, like do things feel open? Do things I mean it, it it was just a good reminder there. So, yeah, focusing on creating a space that feels fills us both up is going to yeah. be exciting to do. Yeah. Um and hopefully together, you know, um, hopefully, you know, it'll it'll challenge me to <laughs> not be dominating in that space. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, goals always make me think about just our long, you know, the long game, the long journey ahead, um, the journey of just coming into ourselves, And certainly that's a theme here on this podcast is really embracing our evolution through womanhood. And I mean, as I look at both you and I, Amber, and like our different journeys. And I mean, we've, we've had very different lives, you know, obviously raised together and like come from the same place, but I think our journey through womanhood has definitely looked different. Um, especially when we think about maybe moments of awakening where Mm -hmm. we've really been kind of shaken awake, right? Like when I think about moments of awakening or that journey to awakening to our higher self and embracing, our evolution through womanhood, I there are moments that stick out in my mind where I had to like really reckon with like who am I and what do I want and what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yep. And it's the shadow, right? It's like, you know, we we get to know ourselves and appreciate like all the things that we do great. And it's really hard to look at the areas of ourselves that aren't so pretty. And need some work and admit and and humble ourselves. So, you know, what have been some of your pivotal moments in awakening to your higher self or things that have challenged you in embracing your personal evolution or even just signals that, wow, I am evolving and I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I mean, I know you mentioned at the top of the podcast that, you know, I'm your big sister, you've always looked up to me. Um, and you know, I I think that you've offered as even as my younger sister, you're so much wiser, more wise beyond your years in in some cases, where I've I've looked to you for um either guidance or just um you know, the path to almost follow, or at least maybe open my eyes a little bit to some of the things I'm maybe ignoring. Um, so like, I think the most pivotal moment for me was like, I spent all my twenties and into my early thirties, not just like on the go, right. Again, focusing on my career, making sure that I was financially stable on my own without any, you know, dependence on anybody else. Um, and really making a name for myself and, you know, thriving on that success. And then, you know, getting married and then having my kids and, um, 
you know, kind of going through the motions in that regard, like all things that I wanted truly. Um, but at some point, you know, five, six years ago, I, I just remember it was shortly after I think a trip that we all took as a family to the mountains. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we remember that trip. <laughs> oh yes. I think we all came away from there with, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I brought my best version of myself to that trip. <laughs> and you know what? I think we all made space for some of those tough moments, right? I think that actually shook us all awake in yeah. different ways. Yeah. So I, I um, walked away from that trip, like kind of, and I had already felt this like kind of, um, unsettlement in my, like in my body. Like I, what, like, I just, yeah, I just didn't feel like I, I kind of mm. picked my head up one day and was like, is this it? Is it, yeah. is this all that life is like just the grind every day at work and then coming home and raising the family. And, and again, maybe clear, I I'm very successful at my job, love to the people I worked with, very successful, love yeah. my family, love my family and my kids. But like, I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel and I was like, mm -hmm. I just can't, I'm approaching 40. Am I really going to do this is the rest of my life? Like it was like groundhog day. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's funny because at that moment, um, during, during that time frame, either during that trip or shortly after you introduced me to podcasts, hilarious to me that it took me so long to, <laughs> to jump on the podcast train. Um, and you know, that really got me thinking more along the lines of, um, not just professional development, but personal development and personal growth. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I kind of became a junkie with this type of information that was accessible through podcasts or books. I love to read and, um, you know, just it kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities of being a better version of myself and that, you know, I may have gone to college and gotten a job, but like the learning it's not over. Like it never is over, right? Like your yeah. personal growth and that journey um, is really going to happen for your entire life. Right. So mm -hmm. I had put all of that stuff on hold, really, I feel like it was just on autopilot and started to, ha I had to make some decisions around, okay, like, what do I want to do with my job? Do I mean, I always said I wasn't going to, I loved my company and I always said I would never work for another staffing company. Um, but then I started opening, you know, opening my mind up to that possibility. And um, here I am six years later, working for a different staffing company and in a different role that killing it you know, for, for me <laughs> satisfies me more than, you know, being in that same production role that I had been in for 13 years. So yeah. you know, that, that was step one, you know, it was a scary change after working at the, you know, I again, loved the people I worked with, had great relationships and to walk away from that and step into something new. Mm -hmm. um, anytime you make a transition like that, there's a lot of excitement, but also nerves and um, am I making the right decision and all the things, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, had to take a pay cut, which, you know, there was a certain level of pride in, that I had in being the, not necessarily the breadwinner, because both mm -hmm. my husband and I do make good money, but, um, you know, always being the one to make more than him was <laughs> that competitive, not lie. You, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but now, now I was in a situation where I had to admit to myself that yes, while money was still important, it wasn't everything. Um, mm -hmm. There were other things that I needed to um, tap into to yeah. make myself happy. Um, and Those are yeah, some big reflections right there, Justin. And I remember that time for you. I know that you weren't happy in your job, and I know that that was you know, and kind of going back to that whole thing I mentioned about the book that I'm reading right now, you know, with your environment, right. When you're at, not in harmony with like whatever's happening in your environment, and maybe that's at home, maybe that's at work, it's going to cause extra stress in your life. You know, and I think that those are red flags. Those are mm -hmm. things that are intentionally calling our attention to them to say, pay attention. Mm -hmm. This is not working. This needs your time. This needs your focus. And sometimes we see it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we resist it, right? Because it's so easy or, or it feels easier to stay where we are when in reality, we're just creating more resistance and more yeah. friction towards what we ultimately want. So we can, you know, a lot of us, I mean, I know that I've been in those situations where I've prolonged my 
discomfort because mm-hmm. I was not willing to try and see things from a different side. Um, you know, and for, you know, you and I have both been very career driven. I, I relate to everything and because I was also very focused on, you know, just where we were raised and how we were raised, you know, like we had a single mom mm-hmm. of three kids, right? Like we were not, we came from pretty humble financial backgrounds. Like we definitely were ingrained with the belief that like, if you work hard, you will succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and as women, right. We all have to, we feel like we have to work harder, work harder. than everybody else, right. To earn that, earn those same accolades. And, you know, my moment of, Awakening was similar in the fact that, like, you know, Sam and I had just come back from Florida. I was having a hard time finding my footing here in Houston professionally, had mm-hmm. worked for some places that just did not align with my values. Mm-hmm. And they did not even hold a candle <laughs> <laughs> to the breakers where I'd come from, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, on the beach and having these luxury lunches and like here, here's, you know, a budget for a Lily Pulitzer dress and like whatever, you know, like it just was so different. And then I was obviously caught in this terrible commute and my marriage was suffering, you know, all -hmm. all the things were just starting to break down. And I think that those are key signs, you know, when things feel like they're being just dismantled around you and you don't, Necessary, like there's nothing that you're doing specifically, maybe that's contributing to it, but like so many things just feel like they're spiraling out of your control. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is a reminder that we only control so much, right? And right. if something is not meant to be, you know, our higher power is going to remove it for us. Right. Like it'll poke us in the right direction to be like, yes, you know, no, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And then if we ignore it for long enough. <laughs> My key moment was when Sam and I were really going through the shit. Yeah. (laughs) We were scraping the bottom, as my therapist (laughs) says, right? Like just dredging the bottom of the ocean, right? Um, I had landed this great job. I finally was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Like I found what I wanted to do. I I wanted to move out of the recruiting, the production function like Mm -hmm. you. And I had landed this amazing job for um, a manager of of talent acquisition and training for a recruiting firm. So I would Mm -hmm. would have been recruited or training recruiters, which I was like, this is just my jam. I am here for this great salary, like awesome, all all of it. And then (laughs) 60 days in, I was fired for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, soul crushing. Right. And I mean, it really, to this day, like it was just, it baffles me. They, they Mm -hmm. gave me a severance. I mean, shit, they, they paid me more in my severance than I probably (laughs) (laughs) while I was there for that time. Um, but I was crushed. And at the time I just could, I did not understand why Mm -hmm. or how something so horrible could happen to me. What I immediately started looking at myself, like what is wrong with me? What did I do? What could I have done better? And, you know, ultimately, you know, obviously with the help of my therapist, because all right, at this point I'm seeing her weekly, (laughs) we are in crisis mode. Uh, I came to really understand that you know, that was an awakening moment. That Mm -hmm. was a moment where I needed to be shaken awake and told like, you're not going to ignore all of the things that need your attention at home and put everything, all of your joy into what's happening at work. And that was a pattern in my life. I think that working at the breakers was such a beautiful place, beautiful people. I mean, there certainly were things that were not perfect there, but I could kind of forget about anything bad or anything not i mean not that things were bad we, i mean sam and i didn't fight a lot but it was like we just weren't being intentional we weren't mm-hmm. having the conversations we needed to have there was a lot of avoidance happening yeah. and i i definitely was on the cusp of doing that again in wow i've got this great new job i'm going to put everything into it i'm going to use it as a distraction to yeah use it as uh, a positive know, yeah. distraction right 
And I could not, I could not use it as a positive distraction <laughs> because <laughs> it is pretty hard to uh, ignore something that large. I mean, it's yeah. So like layoffs and and things like that. I know a lot of people are experiencing that now, and um, it is hard to see maybe the long game or see right. what it's leading you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just actually talked to a friend the other day who was a high level executive in a customer service organization and she had a layoff and she's like, I just did not see it coming. And, but she's seeing this as an opportunity, right? And that is the key that in these moments, like you went through, like I went through, there's an opportunity there if we can help ourselves see it. And right that might mean getting yourself a therapist or finding yourself a coach. I mean, there's a lot of my clients that have had layoffs this past year and mm-hmm. taking it as an opportunity to pivot and really be reevaluate. Yes. About the yeah. direction that you want to take moving forward. Yeah. And I, I think um, we should probably all be doing the, this reevaluation of our lives on a more regular basis. Um, but often, the only time we do is when one of these big pivotal moments is presented to us, right? Like a layoff or the pandemic pandemic or (laughs) whatever. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, I think what it has taught me again is to just never get too comfy and, and, and think that you're done with the work because yes, I still got a lot left to do. Oh, um, for sure. But yeah. I think there are definitely moments where I picked my head up and be like, wow, I handle that way better than I would have six years ago. Yeah. Um, which speaking you know, of, I mean, these, these moments bring up a lot of fear and mm-hmm. I mean, I was for sure dead scared when, Oh, my career was in the shitter. My marriage was, you know, (laughs) just being held together by a thread. Um, My sanity as well. Uh, There were some dark, dark days there. And, uh, you know, definitely a a dark night of the soul where it was really hard to pick my head up. But, you know, how do you move through fear? Because I I shared with you just the other day. (laughs) I don't think Amber is scared of anything. I mean, I cry. I will cry when I'm straight up fearful or or caught in like a mental spiral. I have never, I don't think I've ever witnessed you in a moment of fear. It's so funny because you, yeah, I laughed when you said that uh, the other day. Um, I think maybe my fear, at least in the past, if we use the mountain trip for example, right? My sure. My, sure let's go back there. <laughs> let's zoom in on that one. Yes. You know, I think fear is uh, can show up for some people as more anger, right? Um, yep. And I think mine presents itself more as anger. So if if you look at it through that lens, Kimberly, I'm, I'm sure you can be like, oh, no, okay, yeah. So she does show it. It's just showing up as something a little bit different. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, or, yeah. you know, lack of patience or what have you. So, like, um, yeah, I all of these things uh, bring up some level of the change can bring up different mm-hmm. levels of fear or, you know, impatience or anger or whatever, um, it's going to show up differently for everybody. So I, I certainly go through that a lot when I'm faced with these bigger moments, um, and even in smaller changes, but, um, you know, I think I did a, a leadership conference, uh, back in September. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of like introspective work done through that and personal development work done through that. And that one of the key things that we, we all walked away from in that class was, um, they call it riding the dragon mm. and riding the dragon through that fear or discomfort or, um, you know, the, the, their, their point was like, Hey, you need to, in order to grow, in order to get to where you want to go, you need to be in the uncomfortable place for a little bit before you get to the other side where you, you know, you're reaching that goal or you, you know, there's some growth that comes with it. Right. And you got to ride the dragon through the discomfort. Um, yes. And so 
you know, as of late, that's kind of been my, you know, one of the go-to things that I have to think about is like, Hey, if I'm in a period, if, if I'm facing something that's uncomfortable or if I'm not looking forward to it, or I'm procrastinating um, because I don't feel comfortable or don't feel as fearless as I, you know, maybe um, I'm with other things, then it's just that, Hey, you, you, you got to push through anyway. Um, yeah if what you really want is on the other side of that discomfort, then you're going to have to push through anyway. So, 100%. um, yeah, doesn't make it easy. Definitely um, not. But, but again, like the, when we're thinking about the easier path here, and I say that a lot, like take the easier path, we think it's easier to avoid things and it is not, it not. is the avoidance is not helping you grow. It's not taking you closer to where you want to be. It's actually, I think, heightening that fear and and it's more exhausting. It's exhausting. You have to work just as hard or harder to To stay in that. It's just to stay in that place of quote comfort than you would to have to move through. It just looks different, and because it looks different, it's we're not we're not. It's not um, you know the norm. That's that's what we shy away from. Yeah, and people, you know, people will say. I think a lot of a lot of us have probably heard like, oh, and. And this comes up for me because in yoga class, sometimes they'll say it, right? Like find the comfort in the discomfort of life. And, and yes. And also I think that that also gives us kind of this false expectation that we're going to then eventually be comfortable where we're uncomfortable. The thing is I find it of getting used to being uncomfortable. Like we are so avoidant or like, we don't want to be uncomfortable at all. We've gotten used to just like, oh, well, I should be comfortable at all times. Discomfort. This should be easy. Right. This should be discomfort is a a part of that growth process. Mm -hmm. It is part of the journey and it does get easier as you practice. Right. But I think we're, the expectation should be that just some things are uncomfortable Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. It may be hard, feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's not a bad thing. Ultimately it is a positive thing. Um, yeah, for sure. My, my fear definitely manifests in a more of a psychological way. And, you know, I really struggle with, uh, or an area that I've had to do a lot of course correcting work is my inner dialogue, right? Oh yes. The catastrophizing of, like the stories that I'm telling myself and like, really it it takes me out of the present moment. So Mm -hmm. when I feel fearful of the unknown, because ultimately that's what it comes down to is wanting to control things and feeling out of control. Right. So I have to really ground myself in the present and remember to, you know, really shut off that noise and shut off that faucet of like alternative stories or timelines that are like whatever movie script I'm writing in my head to really halt that and move myself into a deeper place of trust. Um, you know, I've talked about surrendering and like how, what a gift that is to really just let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean too, that you still don't have that fear, but you know, taking more of an approach of like making friends with your fear and knowing your fear, knowing what that fear feels like in your body, knowing what it feels like in your mind, because then you're able to really recognize when you're in one of those moments and then shift into some of those course correcting strategies, some of the mindset strategies, some of the um, modalities, just in terms of like connecting with your body, your breath, um, prayer, meditation, whatever it is to help you feel safe. And that has helped so much. And, And I feel like I've gotten so much better with not letting myself go down that spiral mm-hmm. to the bottom, right? Doesn't right. mean I don't go down it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you catching myself and really bringing myself back to reality. Recognizing it, acknowledging it. You know, I think this this idea of like kind of talking to your fear or talking mm-hmm. to that inner voice as if it's as if it's some separate 
entity of its own, right? There's somebody I talked to recently where she called her inner dialogue. She named her inner dialogue and it was some ridiculous, funny name like Betsy. And she was like, all right, listen, Betsy. One of my clients named her as Regina, like the mean girl from Mean Girl. (laughs) Great. So I awesome. Love it. And I heard her reference it in a session once and I was like, what? And she goes, oh yeah, that's my, that's my inner mean girl, Regina. And I was like, yeah, that's freaking amazing. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean like recognizing it, acknowledging it, and then also asking like, if, as you think about, or maybe are creating these false stories or imagining these false stories, like always I, I've asked myself, is that really true? If what am I, am I telling myself really true? Like, what are the facts? Like what are, what is really happening here? Um, snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and when you do that, like you, uh, and then also I think sometimes you you can almost look at worst case scenario and like, Hey, if worst case scenario happened, this is what I would do. And I would still be okay. Right. Um, so yeah, I think there are a lot of different ways you can approach it, but definitely for sure. Um, it's, it's practice to recognize when you're, when you're going down that path and to try and pull yourself out of it. Yes, for sure. I agree. So a couple things. We're going to do a little lightning round now. We've had some really deep conversation. I love mm. this. Mm, so good. Yes. Um, so patience, humility, and surrender. These are three words, you know, three things that I've really latched onto in my journey. And I feel like really contribute to being in that empowered and resilient state, which is the most struggle for you? What do you struggle with the most? Patience, humility, or surrender? And if you had to guess which one, <laughs> I might I have struggle a buzzer? with the like, most. It, I think I should have a buzzer and be like, <laughs> um, for sure, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the surrender one. It, can be hard too, but I think that one feels like it comes easier to me than patience Um, and patience in a lot of different ways, right? And just my overall tolerance or patience for the things that are happening around me potentially, or the patience to, you know, get to like, Hey, it's going to take some time to get where I want to go. So being patient through that process, right. Or reminding myself that certain things don't happen overnight. Um, You know, so there's different ways of looking at, you know, patience, but I think that one's probably the one I struggle with the most for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I actually think patience for myself as well, patience or surrender. Um, because I, that one's a close second for sure. But humility, I, I definitely have gotten so much better at being like, I just don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) Please, like I don't even want to pretend like I know it all. Uh, Surrender, yeah, has been just letting go of that control and realizing when I've done enough Mm -hmm. and can release and let go. And that's a constant practice. Uh, What does it mean to you to be resilient? Um, I think resiliency for me shows up in just rem- the ability to be able to get back up after you fall down. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it's over and over and over again, or, and, and that can look a different across d- different areas of your life. Right. Um, but being and reminding yourself that we, I am strong enough to pick myself up back up again and get to the other side. Um, I may not want to all the time. It may be hard, but that resiliency um, to keep on going and to learn from our mistakes and grow from them, using it as a growth opportunity um, to do things differently or to look at things differently or what have you, just always being open to, yeah, being open to growth and um, having that willingness and ability and strength to keep pushing forward despite the challenges that we face all of the time. For sure. What do you love about being a woman? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, as a, a, f- a female in a very male-dominated uh, industry, I feel like one of the things I love is that I offer a different perspective than um, 
maybe I may, my male counterparts doesn't mean I don't all learn from them um, and that they have perspective that maybe I didn't think about, but I think the ability to be able to, to tap into, you know, both the business side of things and the empathy piece of it and the, the people part of things um, and, and, and not looking at it from just a straight number standpoint, for instance, right. um, I think it's, it's helped me become a great leader. I think that's why I am a good leader to my team is because I am able to touch both pieces of that and bring a, a different piece to the table than my male counterparts, for instance. And, you know, I, I, we're emotional beings and I think that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, Amber Buckner for president. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that we need a female, like somebody, you know, who is, who has led people organizations, you know, I mean, imagine what that would do for our nation, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. Yes. what are you reading right now? What are you listening to right now? Um, do you have a favorite show? I mean, any of this stuff. I mean, what what's like? What's so in that I'm always reading. I'm I'm typically reading some Head fiction. Books. Yeah, I'm reading fiction while also listening to something at the same time. Um, you know, that way, I can always be. Yeah, like I said, I'm kind of like a love the the information coming at me in one way, shape or form, right? Whether I'm reading for fun or just listening while I'm multitasking, right? But like one book that I just read or listened to um, this year, just a couple of weeks ago, um, it's called Breath mm. by James Nestor. Um, and it is, it was a fascinating look at just how, in, how much of an impact the way we breathe. Oh. Um contributes to our health and our ability to uh, maintain um, or, or mitigate stress, right? It's just the thing, the way that we have changed as a species and how we, you know, breathe and what and why it's changed. I, I, I finished reading that book. It was mind blowing. I was like, why are we not talking about this as a, 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 a people? Like why, why are the doctors yeah. not talking more about like how, like it can literally change people's, um, you know, it, it can impact people's, you know, not just like snoring and stuff like that, but like Cellular true, level. true physical conditions, mm-hmm. um, you know, like heart health and all of the things. Um, it's it's amazing to, to 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 listen to. So I would definitely recommend because um, breath work is a part of my health and wellness um, oh, okay. journey, right? Just Love it. Yes. being mindful and breathing. Cause I can always uh, like my tension is held in me. Almost, I can feel myself holding my breath sometimes um, and really taking that time to like breathe through deep breaths and to bring my heart rate down and to uh, yes. yeah, it's um it's and really we'll put great. this in the show notes. Definitely yeah. Amber will send me that and we'll put that because that's a book I want to read. I mean, yeah, it's uh, a great, and it's a quick one. Like I think I listened to it in a couple of days. Like it's not nice. that long. Um, but yeah, so that one really stood out to me. And then I've just always, I, like I said, I have some key podcasts I listen to all the time that I think are always, um, you know, thing reminding us and, and pointing me in the direction of further professional and personal growth. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I really always laughs at me. I'm always like, on oh, we can do hard things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that podcast, it always points me in the direction of different thought leaders and just, um, you know, new voices that yeah. I, I'm always wanting to kind of dive into and hear more from. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm always reading, but that, that breath book is probably the one top of mind for me right now because I just finished it. Love it. And is there a product that you're loving right now? Something that's like making your life easier or just maybe something that you bought to treat yourself. I mean, I think that we need to do more of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I am. And I have, I'm not quite a product junkie, but I have a lot of products that I use on a daily basis. Um, but I think if I'm thinking about like what, in terms of making my life easier and things I've tapped into more is treats. <laughs> yeah, treats. Treats. I just bought some lip gloss. Actually, shout out to Shania because I, I used to, you know, me, I used to be a total makeup mm-hmm. nerd when I was like a kid. Actually, people may not know that. I, I would spend all of my allowance on Avon. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> well, let me tell you what, Kimberly, I'd probably still have a unibrow if it weren't for you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, like I didn't help sister. Amber get her unibrow situation sorted. And I think I was about in sixth grade. I was in 10th grade and she looks at me and she goes, what is happening right now? Like, she's like, we have got to get rid of this. We're going to fix this. Yeah. Anyway. We're going to, we're going to get you home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, but I don't have a lot of like lip glosses anymore. I, I feel like they've all gone to shit and I've had to like throw them out. And yeah. So I just ordered like a three pack of these like plumping ones from Tarte. I'm really excited. And of course ooh. I'm so used to getting everything via Amazon, but this I ordered on the home shopping network. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes. Oh, QVC. And it is still not here. And I am uh, again, a practice of patience. I ordered it like a week and a half ago and I've been tracking it every single day. <gasps> I'm like, all right, relax, surrender, calm. Oh my God. Um, no, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that really stands out to me yeah. from a product standpoint, but I will say this, like I, one of the things I struggled with was in terms one of the things I don't enjoy doing because of timing is making dinner mm. every night or figuring out what to have for dinner. Yeah. Um, and so the recommendation of my therapist looking into like the pre-made meals um, that Love come it. from our local place here, it's called Donovan's Dish, but there's other things like it where I can just pop that shit in the oven and it's ready in 30 minutes and I don't have to worry about it. So we'll give you again, allowing myself a little space to, it's giving me 30 minutes back in my day to do whatever it is I need to do. Um, Which and is check, check that off the list. Yes. In yeah. the grand scheme of things, especially when it's QBR season. Yes. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. <laughs> well, I, I cannot thank you enough for being here. I mean, this will, I mean, obviously you will be back on for some sister chats at some point in Love time. It. Um, to everybody listening, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me at Kimberly.brook.smith so I can repost it and say thank you. It's just so helpful. You know, we all learn from each other. We all need to share what we're hearing to, to just make a bigger impact on the world. So send it to a friend if you think they would enjoy it. And just know that I appreciate it so much. Uh, and keep shining and I will chat with you again soon on the next episode.